Facts. Musical love letters and leading ladies from Heinz Hall and the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra, led by guest conductor Osmo Venska, who has stepped down from his post of many seasons leading the Minnesota Orchestra. He's been a favorite guest in Pittsburgh for the past two decades. We'll also hear from Mark Huggins, associate concertmaster, who's leaving the first stand after 35 years. There will be Berlioz, Bernstein, and Joan Tower on opening night with cellist Elisa Weilerstein. I'm Jim Cunningham. This Pittsburgh Symphony concert is made possible by the Spanos Group of Raymond James, their businesses, people, and their financial well-being, with decisions focused on the long term. 844-545-2259 or spanosgroup.com. Raymond James and Associates Incorporated. Member New York Stock Exchange, SIPC. It's opening night for the Mellongram Classic subscription season on a weekend with the opening of the 58th Carnegie International at Carnegie Museum of Art. It's Pittsburgh Opera's Ruselka on stage. There's a gallery crawl in the Cultural District. The Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh has a concert. And a forte piano recital will be presented by Chatham Baroque. There's a preview of the opera Idaspe from Quantum Theater and Shakespeare in the Park, plus the Pittsburgh Marathon. The standard bearer for the cultural scene is on the air right now. The Pittsburgh Symphony from their home in downtown Pittsburgh on Lauren Mazel Square. I'm Jim Cunningham with you. We'll hear Hector Berlioz's Symphony Fantastique and Joan Towers' A New Day for cello and orchestra. They share one important common thread, love. It was Berlioz's total infatuation with Harriet Smithson that led him to compose his wild tale of passion, obsession, and hallucination. There's a very different sort of musical love letter coming to life with leading American composer Joan Tower. Her new concerto was inspired by Joan's husband and partner of more than 50 years, dedicated with love to Jeff. Here is our guest conductor. He's about to give the downbeat. I hope you will stand and sing our national anthem.
The Star-Spangled Banner, with music by John Stafford Smith, the arrangement by the former conductor of the New York Philharmonic, Walter Damroche, Osmo Venska, and the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. The first music for this opening night concert comes from Leonard Bernstein. The Pittsburgh Symphony enjoyed a long relationship with the composer, starting while he was a student of Fritz Reiner at Curtis Institute in Philadelphia. He traveled across the state and conducted the world premiere of his first symphony, Jeremiah, at the Syria Mosque. Bernstein conducted the Pittsburgh Symphony on tours and returned to conduct the Jeremiah Symphony on its 50th anniversary. Lillian Hellman dreamed up a theater piece based on Voltaire's Candide. She was thinking of it as early as 1950, but in 1956, the project came together. She intended the music to be a play with incidental music, which she asked Leonard Bernstein to compose, but his enthusiasm for the subject was so great that the venture swelled into a full-blown comic operetta. Tyrone Guthrie was enlisted as director, and Richard Wilbur wrote most of the song lyrics. Candide was first seen in a pre-Broadway tryout at Boston's Colonial Theatre on October 29, 1956. Here is Osmo Venska to conduct the overture to Leonard Bernstein's Candide with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra.
Leonard Bernstein's Overture to Candide, played by the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra with guest conductor Osmo Venska. Bernstein was born in 1918 in Lawrence, Massachusetts. He was with us until October 14, 1990. He conducted the premiere of his Candide in October of 1956 in Boston. Pittsburgh heard it first in 1973 at the Temple University Music Festival with Robert Page conducting. It's opening night at Heinz Hall with Hector Berlioz's Symphony Fantastique on the way next. At age 27, Hector Berlioz had won the Prix de Rome. The year was 1830. He gained a certain notoriety among the Parisian public for his original compositions. Berlioz was also madly in love. The object of his passion was an English actress of questionable ability, Harriet Smithson, whom the composer first saw when a touring English theatrical company performed Shakespeare in Paris in 1827. During the next three years, the romance was entirely one-sided since the young composer never met Harriet, but only knew her across the footlights as Juliet and Ophelia. He sent her frantic love letters that she never responded to, fearful of encouraging a madman. Berlioz was still nursing his unrequited love for Harriet in 1830 when his emotional state inspired music based on this episode from the life of an artist. That was his subtitle for the Symphonie Fantastique. 
Berlioz imagined his beloved through an opium-induced trance, first in his dreams, then at a ball, in the country, at his execution, and finally as a participant in a witch's Sabbath. She is represented by a musical theme that appears in each of the five movements. There are numerous special features in the Symphonie Fantastique, as you can imagine. I spoke with Osmo Venska backstage about where the musicians were set up. So the English horn was on stage, and there was an oboe off stage, and then we, we tried to make the location in a rehearsal, and I asked him to go more and more far away, far away, far away. And I think that it, it, it works very well in the concert because it, it should be like coming from the next village. My idea about this is that there are like two shepherds, one in this hill on this village and the next one is on the next hill and he is belonging to the next village. And then during the, the day they start to communicate with each other and, and, and it's really lovely marvelous way how Berlioz wrote that and, and I think that in this hall tonight it, it all worked really well. Osmo Venska, who's about to conduct Hector Berlioz's Symphony Fantastique with the Pittsburgh Symphony on opening night at Heinz Hall.
Music by Hector Berlioz, his Symphonie Fantastique, with Osmo Venska conducting the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. At the end, we heard the Dies Irae, the ancient Day of Wrath chant from the Roman Catholic Requiem Mass for the Dead. The Witches' Dance and the Dies Irae heard together, preceded by the March to the Scaffold, the Scene in the Country, a Ball, and Reveries and Passions. Berlioz's fantastic symphony was first heard on December 5, 1830 in Paris. François Abenek was the conductor. In 1905, the Pittsburgh Symphony played it for the first time at Carnegie Music Hall with Emil Power. It is one of the biggest orchestrations. What we have, for example, there are four timpanists playing, like two timpanis at the same time, or three timpanis at the same time. And, and then all the, the, the march with the bass drums, and it's a very visual spectacle also. I ask people to, to play like jelly and bass when they play much louder than others. It should be like a dragon, like everybody is scared about that. And, and, and there, are, there are many, many visual things, how Berlioz told the story about this, this witches and Desiree, the church bells and some dark forces there, etc. And, and many really, really beautiful like uh, things coming from, from the nature. Osmo Venska has been on an emotional roller coaster. He is conductor laureate of the Minnesota Orchestra, where he held the music directorship for 19 years. He has recorded all the Beethoven symphonies with the Minnesota Orchestra and all the Sibelius symphonies. We'll hear more from Osmo Venska in just a few moments. He's about to conduct the premiere at Heinz Hall of A New Day for Cello and Orchestra by Joan Tower with Alyssa Weilerstein. This Pittsburgh Symphony radio broadcast on opening night is made possible by the Spanos Group of Raymond James, their businesses, people, and their financial well-being, with decisions focused on the long term. 844-545-2259 or spanosgroup.com. Raymond James and Associates Incorporated. Member New York Stock Exchange, SIPIC. Malia Toranjo is the president and CEO of the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Mundo and Jacob Joyce are the assistant conductors who help with the creation of these broadcasts. I hope you'll write. I'd love to hear from you. Send a note to pso at wqedfm.org or write a postcard to 4802 Fifth Avenue, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15213. I'll send you a souvenir of our time together, the Pittsburgh Symphony Radio credit card holder for your phone and a complete list of all the programs in the series, the Pittsburgh Symphony Radio Guide. The address again, 4802 Fifth Avenue, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15213. I'm Jim Cunningham. This program is also supported by the musicians of the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra and distributed by PRX. It's a new day at Pittsburgh Symphony Radio. I'm Jim Cunningham with a brand new piece of music from Joan Tower, her concerto for cello and orchestra with Alyssa Weilerstein as the soloist. Osmo Venska will conduct the piece for the first time at Heinz Hall for the Performing Arts on opening night. 
Joan Tower was born in New Rochelle, New York in 1938. Raised in South America, where her father was a mining engineer, she returned to the United States to attend Bennington College and Columbia University, where she earned a doctorate in composition. She has served for many years on the faculty of Bard College in Annandale-on-Hudson, New York. Joan Tower's many distinctions include awards and fellowships from the Guggenheim Foundation, the Kusevitsky Foundation, and National Endowment for the Arts, as well as the prestigious Grawmeyer Award from the University of Louisville in 1990. She was the first woman to receive that honor. In 2019, Joan Tower was awarded the Gold Baton, the highest honor given by the League of American Orchestras. The late music director of the Pittsburgh Symphony, Maris Janssens, commissioned Joan Tower to write her tambour. In the 2010-2011 season, she served as Composer of the Year in Pittsburgh, which included performances of her fanfare for The Uncommon Woman, Sequoia, Stroke, Made in America, and the Concerto for Clarinet featuring Principal Clarinet Michael Rusinick. Here is Joan Tower on stage to introduce her A New Day for Cello and Orchestra. Hi, everybody. I'm the composer of the next piece. Um, I'm living. <laughs> Barely. I'm 84. And I'm a woman. I am so happy to be back with this orchestra. I was sitting here in the rehearsal yesterday. I was practically in tears because, you know, I don't think we realize when you put a group of people like this together who are so good, it's like the Steelers team. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> so you guys are so lucky to have this group of people on stage. I don't need to tell you too much about my piece, I hope. It, it was written for my husband, who's 95 and failing. And a new day is a precious day. Every day is a new day. And I've been, we've been together for almost 50 years. And some of you know this. So it's in four movements, a daybreak, working out, almost alone, and into the night. And those titles are deliberately vague because they can be interpreted in a lot of ways. It lasts about, I always like to say this, about 24 minutes. So I want to thank this orchestra, this soloist who is fantastic. And, and the conductor for doing this piece, and thank you for being here. Joan Tower, the composer of A New Day for Cello and Orchestra, which you'll hear now, conducted by Osmo Venska, guest conductor with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra.
You heard A New Day for Cello and Orchestra in its first appearance at Heinz Hall. Ending with Into the Night and preceded by Mostly Alone, Working Out, and Daybreak. The soloist was Alyssa Weilerstein. Alyssa Weilerstein received the MacArthur Genius Grant Fellowship in 2011. Alyssa Weilerstein created a multi-season project called Fragments. It's a multi-sensory production for solo cello, a six-chapter series that has her weaving together 36 movements of Bach's solo cello suites with 27 new commissions. The Joan Tower A New Day Cello Concerto premiered at the Colorado Music Festival. The work was co-commissioned with the Detroit Symphony and the Cleveland Orchestra, as well as the National Symphony in Washington, D.C. Joan Tower wrote the piece inspired by her long relationship with her husband, Jeff, at age 95. He has recently struggled with health problems, but Joan and Jeff have sustained a loving relationship. I asked Joan Tower if she had advice for keeping it together. Bicker and bounce is the, my solution to a relationship. You learn to bicker and bounce. You don't even bounce back. Yeah. I think to treasure what you've got and, to, and just be reminded of what you have rather than complaining about what you don't have. Because we here in the United States have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot of freedom of choice. We have a lot of luxuries that a lot of countries don't have. You just have to accept what's offered you, you know, in terms of disease or a failing. Or a, a, getting old is a reality. It's a reality that you have to go with, you know. And that's sometimes hard to accept, but it's a reality. Composer Joan Tower backstage at Heinz Hall. This opening night concert, recorded September 23, 2022 at Heinz Hall, was also emotional as the farewell to Associate Concertmaster Mark Huggins after 35 years in the first stand. During the search for two concertmasters, he was frequently in the first chair, and he has performed as a soloist on numerous occasions, both in subscription concerts and during POPs programs. Here he is, joined by the president and CEO of the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra, Malia Turanjo, for a tribute. I'm actually here to recognize a musician in our orchestra that is, this is going to be his last BNY Mellon Grand Classics. Um, Mark Huggins is going to be retiring at the end of this month. Mark is our associate concertmaster, and he began in 1987 with the Pittsburgh Symphony. Previously, he was a member of the Cologne Radio Symphony Orchestra from 1981 to 1987, and they play at the Kölner Philharmonie, which was the last venue of our 2022 European Festivals Tour. So it came full circle for him with his career. He soloed with the orchestra several times throughout on every single series, the classical, pops, education, and our outreach concerts. Mark is fluent in both German and French, and uh, he's gonna have a wonderful uh, retirement in Portugal. Below are some quotes from colleagues in the orchestra. Mark was a great friend, is a great friend, a colleague and musician. He's inspiring to play with. He had a wonderful career. He's professional and has an incredible work ethic. He's inspired, an inspired leader. He's caring for all the people in the PSO. 
He has great dedication and professionalism. He led with kindness and respect to each of our concertmaster guests. He's a wonderful colleague and friend and an exemplary colleague. Let's give Mark a round of applause. I'd just like to take this chance to publicly thank this great orchestra. It's been a real pleasure for me to be a part of it for 35 years, and I definitely will miss it. And I also want to say I'm so grateful for you in the audience and your support of this orchestra, which is so necessary and so appreciated by the members of the orchestra. Please continue. I'll be out in the audience occasionally when I return myself from, from Portugal. Thank you very much. Here is Associate Concertmaster Mark Huggins to play music by Beethoven, the Romance in F, Opus 50. Heinz Wahlberg conducts the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra.
The Beethoven Romance in F for Violin and Orchestra. His Opus 50, played by the Associate Concertmaster, Mark Huggins. The Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra was conducted by Heinz Wallbeer. This concert began with Leonard Bernstein's Candide, we heard Hector Berlioz's Symphony Fantastique, and we heard A New Day for Cello and Orchestra by Joan Tower in its premiere at Heinz Hall. Osmo Venska, longtime music director of the Minnesota Orchestra, was our guest conductor. Where was the music director of the Pittsburgh Symphony? He was conducting Mozart's Idomeneo at the Metropolitan Opera in New York. Jim Cunningham with you. Pittsburgh Symphony Radio is supported by the musicians of the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra and by the Spanos Group of Raymond James. Their business is people and their financial well-being with decisions focused on the long term. 844-545-2259 or spanosgroup.com. Raymond James and Associates Incorporated. Member New York Stock Exchange, SIPC. Please stay in touch. Let me know what you think. Send a note to pso at wqed.org or send a card or a letter to 4802 Fifth Avenue, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15213. Brian Savar is the program and production manager of WQED-FM who produces Pittsburgh Symphony Radio. The recording engineer at Heinz Hall is Harold F. Chambers III. I hope you'll be with us each week at this time for Pittsburgh Symphony Radio.